Welcome to the Rural Pastor Podcast with your host, Andy Addis, and special guest, Mark Clifton. We plant the seeds in the ground, though the fields have long been brown. But Lord, when will your harvest come in? I'm giving all I've got to give in the place where I've been sent. But will my labor make much difference in the end? Will no one ever know? Sometimes I feel so all alone. Like the prophet Jeremiah, you may be the one to go to the dying and the broken with a message of hope. That church on the corner of that forgotten little town To a room of empty peers where his love can still be found You may never know of all the seeds you sow But it just takes one willing soul to make him know Mm-mm-mm, one willing soul. What a beautiful way to end this year, remembering what God has done for us and uh, what he's going to do in front of us. My name is Andy Addis, and I have the privilege of being the volunteer rural strategist for the North American Mission Board Replant Team. I'm joined today by the legend, the man, the myth, the legend. His okay. name is? And name's Mark Clifton on a, on a really low-dollar low uh, general microphone. I've got a I found one for a buck and a quarter, and it's not working real well. So that's why, that's why it sounds this way. But we'll we'll get we'll get a new one uh, at some point, and I'll I'll just sound like Edward R. Murrow when I get the new one. It'll oh sound man! Really good. Yeah, you'll be you'll have that's those old. golden pipes. That's right. Yes. When they when they uh, yeah, when they uh, what is that song? When they play those golden bells for you and me. Yes, that's an old funeral song. There you go. Right before you hit Beulah Land, you'll be good. That'll be good. There you go. Listen, we are the Rural Pastor Podcast, and we are celebrating our first New Year's with you in just a day or two. Depending on when you're listening to this, this was released just before New Year's, and we want to tackle that issue because the Rural Pastor Podcast wants to pour into, partner with, and pat on the back the Rural Pastor. We believe in what you're doing. We know it's important, and you're not alone. And as we head towards the beginning of this year, um, this is the season that uh, this ugly word comes up all the time, and it's the word resolutions. Mark, are you a resolution guy? Do you do you pack no, some of those I'm, in? I'm, no, I'm not. I really am not. I, I, no, I, I not at all. And you know, though, uh, I don't. I want to have it in front of me because if you know, I guess if I had a resolution, it would be to pre- be prepared for things. But just feel like <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. But Don Whitney, you can Google Don Whitney. He's a professor at Southern. Southern. Don has a really good thing about. New Year's, what you should do at New Year's, a list of things you can you can look at your life uh, at this end of this year, beginning of the next year. Uh, it's really good stuff. So you might check that out. But no, I don't have New Year's resolutions. Uh, do you? I, I, you know, I don't. Uh, and, and it's on the same vein, because I think resolutions are actually just um, are attempts at failure. <laughs> Is what I've seen in the past. It's like, hey, what do I want to feel bad about in the next year? 
So let's put that out there. Um, and, and I know everybody gets caught up in this, but we want to talk about, as we roll into 2023, not resolutions, because resolutions just have a history of failure. And what we're going to do in just the, for the next few minutes is I did some online research as to what, what people said, what were some conglomerations of why do resolutions fail? Because that's what everybody always talks about, that resolutions don't work. But how do you capitalize on a fresh start? Now, that is something that you can do. You can capitalize on a fresh start. And that's what we, we want to talk about. I have a friend who is also in uh, rural work. He helps run a network called uh, Dirt Roads, and uh, his name's Steve McVeigh. Um, and I heard him preach once, and he said that Monday mornings and New Year's, uh, you have to decide how you pronounce a word. And he had my attention. Uh, he said, do you resign or do you resign? Uh, are, are, are you going to, are you going to give up, write that resignation letter, or are you going to resign and get back on board and do what you need to do? And that was really, I love that because that was all about my intentionality about what I'm going to do coming forward. It's not about re- unrealistic goals or any of that stuff. Uh, but it's, it's about what am I planning on doing? So I, that, that's the challenge. As we look at 2023, I hope every rural pastor, you have every reason in the world to resign. You could do something else and make more money. You could go some other place and have more resources. You could probably be more appreciated and have less grief if you weren't doing what you're doing. But you are doing what you're doing. God has called you. And unless you hear a word from the Lord, let me encourage you. It is time to re-sign and be committed and intentional about what we're going to do and to take some new ground back from the enemy in 2023. Can I get an amen in the house? I think that's great. I do. I think there's nowhere for this podcast to go but downhill after that. I think you reached the pen. Yeah, that's that's the problem. That's the problem. Speaking of which, did, did your did your wife enjoy that new Toyota Land Cruiser you got her for Christmas? Yeah, she did. I know. Last yeah, last week, uh, last podcast, we Andy said, let's talk about gifts that we like to give, and I'll go first. He said, I gave my wife a Jeep. How about you, Mark? What did you give your wife? So thank you very much. A thirty-year-old used Jeep that I saved three years for. Come on now. Um, right. Yeah, but but so no Land Cruiser for. Mrs. C this year? Okay. All right. Just wanted no, to check no, and make sure. Maybe that'll be no. a New Year's resolution for, for her next so. year. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about re- resolutions. Uh, the reason that I, I don't want us to embark on, send in your favorite resolution, what do we do, is because resolutions just generically fail. And there are several reasons. And uh, let's go, uh, let's just kind of go through these. And then what we're going to do is we're going to flip them around and say, well, how do you turn that into something that actually works? Well, here's, here's the reason they fail. First of all, um, resolutions often are, uh, in, include unrealistic expectations. So like the number one thing is I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in January. <laughs> they always include unrealistic expectations. <laughs> That's the nature of them, I think. And they put a lot more emphasis on my what I'm going to do than on what Christ is going to do through me or what I'm going to allow him to do. I think that's one of the problems with with uh, New Year's resolutions is they tend to rely on ourself and our own ability. And, uh, man, you know, there's nothing there. And so your New, Re- New Year's resolution, uh, if it has to do with giving the Lord more control of your life and, and yielding more to his will and spending more time in his word, that's one thing. If it's just I'm going to turn over a new leaf and do something better. Eh, probably not as much. That's it. That's it. If it's if it's all on you, that in and of itself, no matter what it is, is an unrealistic expectation. But even if That's it right. is something that you think is attainable, we often put the goal out there so huge, so massive. There's and the reason is that we try and make it an annual thing, so we think oh, I got till December to get this done. <laughs> 
and, right. and, and about November, you're going like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> so unrealistic expectations. Here's the second thing. Resolutions don't work because they're usually goals without plans. Like, let's even talk about church. I know some people have, we have a goal next year. We're going to baptize 25 people. Well, how many did you baptize last year? None. Well, what yeah. are you going to do different? I don't know, but we're going to baptize 25. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> a goal without a plan uh, is, is doomed to failure. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And that summarizes most people's New Year's resolutions. It summarizes most churches' strategy, long-range strategy planning, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we have goals <laughs> without steps towards those goals, right? Right. Okay, here's Pretty a third one. Remember, I've done some research. So I'm, I'm trying to coagulate. That's the word I'm going to use for that. I'm trying to coagulate all the different things I've heard why resolutions fail. Unrealistic expectations, goals without plans. And then I had to make up a phrase for this one. It was a concept. It was manufactured miracles. We, we try and manufacture miracles, meaning that we want to change without changing anything else. So let's go back to the weight loss. I want to lose 100 pounds but I'm not going to change my diet and I'm not going to move the Snickers out of the cabinet. It's just somehow miraculously this is going to happen. And, and we think that we can change one thing without changing everything else, not realizing that we're just connected beings. That's right. And to, and, and to not understand the full cost of change that we talk about that a lot in church revitalization, you know, every church tells you, Hey, we want to change. And most do, I shouldn't say every, but the vast majority say we, we want to change. We want to reach people. We want to grow. We don't want to die until they realize what change costs them. And they go, well, I don't want to do that. That's not what I mean. I wasn't talking about that. So, yeah, it's one thing to say I want to change. It's another thing to understand the cost of that change. Right. And and we often like the end of the road, but it's the steps to get to the end of the road that are that change. And that's that's the manufacturing mirror. We skip all that stuff in between and just expect it to happen. Yeah, All right, so why do resolutions fail? Unrealistic expectations, goals without plans, manufactured miracles. This one, internal yields to the external. Meaning you can very often start with a lot of fire in your belly and want to do something and even doing well, but every force around you is fighting against it because generally the things that you're resolved to do are a product of the world that you've been living in for the last year. Well, they're not right. going to miraculously change. And, and so uh, w- when the externals start weighing out your internal force, the resolution just vanishes. Yeah. And then you feel so much worse about yourself because you you set yourself up for failure once again. And in doing that, you, you're actually not, you're not, in, uh, you're not at an equal place. You're actually in the hole. You've actually gone backward. It's actually been devastating to you for and, sure. And because you made it a resolution, you just proved to yourself that you're a failure is what you do in your mind. <laughs> yeah. And if you've shared with people what you're going to do and then you don't do it, you, you, you feel like you've lost some leadership capability as well. So yeah, absolutely. 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 And then one more, and now we're on the negative side. So if you're not feeling very positive yet, I promise we're going to get there, but on the negative side, how come resolution resolutions fail? Unrealistic expectations, goals without plans, manufactured miracles, internal yielding to the external. And then this one I thought was really interesting. Uh, most of our resolutions don't come with measured progress. It's just here yeah. we are today. And then how do I get there? And if it's this huge thing, you didn't take time to measure the progress in between, or we're not keeping track and seeing that we're not making that progress, that there's no scoreboard to keep. It's kind of like if you went to a basketball game and you played four quarters, but you weren't allowed to know the score till the end of the game, right? You just kind of felt right. like we were doing okay. That's, that's, a, that's right. a recipe for failure. 
every time. And uh, that is so typical of, of uh, New Year's resolutions or any, or any time you just say, hey, I'm going to make a change and I want to do these things. And, and again, not having some, some landmarks or some markers along the way for you to judge. And that's true even in church health and in church revitalization to have those landmarks and markers and do some evaluation along the way to see, are we on the right trajectory? Are we on the right path? Are we moving at the right pace? Uh, that's really critically important. So let's take these things then, uh, the the reason resolutions fail, and let's turn it around because we're going to go on record, let's officially say that the Rural Pastor Podcast does not endorse New Year's resolutions. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we're just, you can have those, but we don't think that's the best plan. What we do think, though, is that there's always a great opportunity to capitalize on a fresh start. In a new year, a new season, a new series, a new something, how do we capitalize on that? So we're going to go back through and find the positive spin on each of these. So if a resolution fails because of unrealistic expectations, how do you capitalize on a fresh start? Well, you do challenge yourself without killing yourself. And I think you have a realistic expectation, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And it should be something that's not a gimme putt. It should be something that moves you as a church forward or you as a as a minister forward, but but it should be something that with you and and, and God working through you would challenge you, but it won't kill you. Yes, that is so wise to, you know, so many times we talk, we have all or nothing language. And anytime you use all or nothing language, you're, you've got a problem. And so many times we just, we're going to make all these changes. We're going to go through all this. And you're right. I've always said a small change in trajectory over a long period of time is a, it's a significant change. Amen. So that leads to the second part of this. If it is a resolution failed because you have goals without plans, then how do you capitalize on a fresh start? Well, you identify steps toward the goal and you accomplish those one by one. So for instance, as a church, I've been leading our executive team to uh, to think about huge strategic areas that we want to move forward in over the next X number of years. And we all wrote that down and said, okay, here, here's what I want to see happen. And they were great things like to... to embrace a culture of discipleship uh, across all platforms. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. And it will get you nowhere until you say, okay, <laughs> now what are the, what are the five things that have to happen to get you there? Oh, well, we got to do X, Y, and Z and, and X, Y, and Z. Those become the things that you do. You put them in order. You, you're going to get to the end of the road or some version of the end of the road, but you have to start uh, with these with these steps, you have to identify the steps and they are always lead measures. Like again, go back to baptism. We want to have 25 baptisms. Well, how are you going to do that? No, no, we're just going to have, well, that's your lag measure. The lead measure is I'm going to preach on baptism once a month. I'm going to have baptism uh, Sunday scheduled every quarter, and we're going to teach a class on this and, uh, and talk about how great it would be for dads to baptize their kids in this next service. And when when you do those, those are lead measures that will then produce those things. And for us to capitalize, we don't need just a goal, but we need steps towards that goal. Well, you're talking about strategic planning. And frankly, many of us as pastors in rural settings, smaller settings, we just don't have much experience in strategic planning. And uh, you can go on in a, in a rural small church forever and never plan anything strategically. You just go from week to week and year to year kind of doing the same thing you've always done. And so I think the insight that you're giving in strategic planning is really important and probably something we need to talk about in a in another podcast because that's exactly what you're doing here. You're saying, here's what here's our goal and here's the steps we're going to take. Here's how we're going to make each step. Here's how we're going to evaluate those steps. 
man, that's really important stuff. And January is a good time to do it, but any time of the year is a really good time to do it. Amen. And if you need a visual on that, Mark, check my, check my uh, math on this one. I, I, when, whenever I explain it to a pastor and they've never done strategic planning, I like draw a ladder with however many rungs you want on the ladder. Now, draw a stick figure. You're at the bottom. And whatever goal you've got, write that up at the top. Now, explain to me what every rung of that ladder needs to be for you to get from where you are to where that is. And when they start looking at, yeah. oh, this is a rung and this is a rung. Now, wait, you got to put those in different order because you can't get on that rung till you got on this rung. And, and, and once you put that ladder together, now you have a strategic plan. Now you have a plan to get to your goal. Goals are great and they can be inspiring, but they get you nowhere if you don't have a plan to get there. Good word. Really solid. Yep. Okay, good. Wow, man, I got a B last time and I got a solid this time. Uh, you're a little better now. A little better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So resolutions fail, unexpected, uh, unrealistic expectations. You've got to challenge yourself without killing yourself. Goals without plans. We're going to identify steps. And then I said manufactured miracles make resolutions fail. That's when you expect something to change, but you don't change anything else. So what do we do on the positive side? How do we capitalize? You have to make lateral adjustments for success. Now that sounded too business schooly, so I changed it to this. Change other stuff to help you. So in other words, yeah. if, if, if your goal is to lose weight, we keep going vacillating between church stuff and personal stuff, but if your goal is to lose weight, one of the things that you need to do is you need to throw away all the ding-dongs or take them to the youth group meeting and let them devour those so that they're not in the house anymore, because that's going to help you along the way. You have to make those other peripheral changes. Yeah, you have to make the adjustments in your life and the adjustments in the church in order to achieve the steps you want to achieve. In order, you got to do those things. And we talked about it a few moments ago. You can't just keep doing what you've been doing. You'll keep getting the results that you've been getting. That's mm. pretty obvious. But so you're going to have to make some some of those changes. And again, the, you've got to really look at the cost of change compared to the benefit of not changing or the cost of not changing. There's a cost to both, obviously. And usually the cost of not changing is far worse than the, than the cost of changing. Does that Abs- make sense? Absolutely. And, and what you realize is that... that Whenever you make a significant move strategically, it is never a tweak. It is a series of tweaks that have to work together. I mean, it's major changes, but then you got to change a little bit of this. You got to change a little bit of that uh, because well, let's just take a, a messianic metaphor, right? Uh, the one that went before the Lord is the one who raised up the low places and brought down the high places. It's a reference to the engineers that went out before the king and literally filled in the potholes and took out the speed bumps so that the king could uh, make it down the road. And uh, and while John the Baptist did that for Jesus and uh, you know servants did that for kings, we have to do that for ourselves. You got to fill in the potholes and take down the speed bumps on the on the path to wherever you're going. Not just say that's where I'm headed, but do the hard work of the changes in between. Right. And I, again, I think sometimes if guys are in a, in a situation of discouragement, despondency mm. and depression, even talked about that, that makes these things incredibly hard. I mean, if you are in a, if you are an unmotivated, depressive state, it's going to be very difficult for you to make these kind of adjustments and steps. And you just need to be aware of that. And you need to reach out and ask people to help you, you need to find some people to help you. you need to know that especially in those times, you're not going to be able to do this all on your own. And the stuff Andy's talking about here is absolutely life-changing and church-changing stuff. And some of you sitting here or listening are going, nah, I just can't do that. You need to check and say, you know, how, how are you doing emotionally? Mm. How are you doing spiritually? What else is going on in your life? Because, again, you're not going to have the emotional drive to accomplish this 
if you are in a discouraged, which is one of the reasons people who in depression have so many struggles because they just, uh, people who aren't depressed look at them and go, well, here's what you need to do. Just do these <laughs> things. Right. You know, go out and exercise more and go out and do this more and sleep right. And it's like, you know, all they want to do is just curl up in a ball and, and not think of anything. Right. And, uh, and they don't have any chance. So I, I think that's an important test as you're listening to what we're talking about. And, and you used a phrase there, and I think this is a good litmus test. Here's what I've learned over the years. Anytime somebody says, all you have to do is, I basically write off everything <laughs> else they say. <laughs> I, thank you. That's very good. Yeah, when when they come like with that. all you have to do is because they they're completely misunderstanding you and your circumstance. They're they're, they're not thinking holistically about that. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, the next there's two more internal yields to the external. That's why things fail. Resolutions fail because your insides can't keep up with what's going on outside you. So this really goes along with what you just said. You let in very well for us. You have to make sure your life is a team sport. Uh, I know it's your yeah. life, but but you need people, not just accountability. And I'm not a big fan of the concept of accountability, because if you can lie to yourself, you can lie to friends, right? Uh, but when I talk about accountability, I'm talking about you need to bring people around you who are going to encourage you, who are going to lead you and support you in this. Not necessarily just somebody who go, oh, I'm going to have to answer to them in a month. That's old school accountability. New accountability is who will, who will go on this journey with me and, and who is going to be team at us uh, if I try and do something. And, and how do you make your life a team? sport that's got to be part of making the most of a fresh start right and the church the new testament church was always a plurality of leaders if you're out there and you're the only leader in that church man you are really vulnerable in a lot of ways emotionally and spiritually even physically mm -hmm. uh it's hard on your, your physical body so i i think having some folks around you having those people like you say that encourage you that can champion you that can walk alongside you uh, that is critically important. And uh, for some of us, that's easier than others. Some people are introverts and they don't want to make those connections mm -hmm. and they have a hard time doing that, but you really need to do it. There's no substitute for it. Amen. And by the way, we're going to make all these points, these bullet points, both for resolutions and capitalizing on a fresh start available in the show notes. So if you're driving, uh, you don't have to write these down. I should have told you that ahead of time. Uh, but, but here's the very last one. Uh, we said that resolutions fail because of no measured progress. Well, to capitalize on a fresh start, well, you've already challenged yourself without killing yourself. You've identified steps towards the goal. You've made some lateral adjustments, changed some stuff. You got a team that's behind you. Now here's what you do. You celebrate progress. You don't wait and celebrate when you get to the end of this, but whatever those steps are along the way, you give yourself an attaboy, you know, go out and uh, drive through and get the shamrock shake in March because uh, you're three months into this new change and you deserve a break and uh, anything like that. But we have to celebrate the steps along the way and not just the end result. I think that's hugely important. That's really true in church revitalization. If you've listened to us at all, uh, Dr. Rainer and I talk about making sure we celebrate God's activity. We celebrate small victories, although only eternity will determine whether that victory is really small or not. But we'll celebrate what apparently is a small victory. Uh, we don't celebrate enough in church. Hmm. We don't celebrate enough of God's activity just in everyday life and people. As a pastor, you should be listening to what God's doing in people's lives and then having an opportunity to share that even to the rest of the congregation, perhaps anonymously or with their permission. Uh, and let them know. And just e anything you can see where God, where God's at work or where you're making progress towards your goal, be sure to celebrate that in a big way. That's a critically important part of all of this. And, you know, when you're talking about um, uh, like losing weight, whether you go to Weight Watchers or whatever, 
there is that sense of you weigh in and you lost some weight. They're very affirming and celebrate you and all those kinds of things. It's very much a part of what we're talking about, too. Yeah, it, it's the it's the whole uh, illustration that pastors use all the time. You don't eat one meal a week and expect to be healthy, right? You don't come to, well, yeah. in that process. You have to you have to make sure that you're celebrating along the way and coming up for air from time to time. Yep, totally love it. All right, so that stuff. I, I got to be honest with well, you. My resolution. Sorry, yeah, I, I cut you out, Mark. Go ahead, do that again. What'd you say? Right. I just need to I need to resolve to get a new microphone. So I've got to come up with some steps in order. To, and I've, I've, I've been distracted in this podcast. The people are listening, you know, our loyal fans, you know, who who listen and then re-listen and listen again. I don't want to start any buzz on social media that something's wrong with me. My cat, I did not shut my cat out of this room. And my cat has been mauling me while I've been doing this podcast. He has been all over me. If you have a cat, you understand you're on a podcast or you're at your computer, they want to be right there in your face doing what you're doing. And so uh, well, now I was on a I was on a video podcast to YouTube with Dr. Rayner a couple of days ago. And uh, sure enough, I forgot to shut the cat out and he came in. But I just turned the camera on the cat. And uh, Rainer had to talk to the cat, which is pretty funny. But Well, but. I don't think you've been distracted. You, you sound good. But there have been a couple of times when I've looked over, because I get to see you while we're doing this, and uh, it looked like your beard overtook your entire face, so I realized it was the cat body. <laughs> my cat all over me, yes. And they <laughs> put the most obnoxious parts of their body right in your face, too, when you're trying to... <laughs> Well, uh, I am resolved to not spend any time with cats this next year. That's that's what I would do. We're not resolving to do anything. We are absolutely going to uh, capitalize on some fresh starts. These notes that we're going to provide for you in the show notes, I hope that you'll share them. I, I want to do a challenge. We've never done this before, Mark, but uh, if you have some opportunities that you want to capitalize on, would you comment on whatever social media link it is that you use to get here and uh, let us know? We're going to record those. We're going to pray for those. We're going to pray for you and, and those and uh, that, that God would make the most out of that in you and your efforts. So go ahead, whatever you're capitalizing on, whatever you're looking at going, this is a strategic direction we went ahead. Uh, you don't have to give us all the details, but just let us know how we can pray for you. Put it right there and, and our community will lift you up as well. Isaiah 43, 19 says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That is the hope for this coming season of 2023. Mark, thank you for helping us get through this first year. It's been amazing uh, what God has done. Uh, we're going to start talking about marriage at the beginning of this next year. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully God will uh, say some, do some great things in us and we love you for being a part. Like the prophet Jeremiah You may be the one to go to the dying and the broken with a message of hope to that church on the corner of that forgotten little town to a room of empty pews where his love can still be found you may never know of all the seeds you sown but it just takes one willing soul to make him know Thank you so much for joining us at the ruralpastorpodcast.com. A special thanks to Chosen Road for this incredible theme music, to 180 Digital, our corporate sponsor, and you can check out both of them at our website as well as other resources because you're not alone. And Rural Pastor, we believe in you at the ruralpastorpodcast.com.